Welcome to the show. Big episode today, jam-packed full of NFL recap, wild card weekend. Boys, what were they calling it? Super wild card weekend this year because there was an extra game or two? Yep. Okay. I, I was Six wondering. games in a weekend. That, yeah. was, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, well, let's get it rolling, fellas. Browns beat the Steelers uh, 38, uh, I mean 48-37. I turned the game on in, in, I think it was just the start of the second quarter, and it was 28 nothing. And it was like the only game I was going to be able to watch. It was 28 rip by the time I turned it on. I, I was a little upset. I wanted it to be a closer game. It got a little closer in that second half. Steelers kind of inched their way back into that football game. Never were able to obviously win it. But, uh, yeah, what, what did you guys see in that one? I think if the um, Steelers didn't absolutely forget how to play football that first quarter, I think Steelers might have pulled that one out. I know Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know if you guys saw that, him and Marquise Pouncey, I think Ben was almost crying on the sidelines. He was just like saying sorry. He's like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. And it looked as if that run had come to an end right there. And I don't know if that's true or not, but you can tell that one really, really stung. And it was, it was a surprise. And those three quarters um, afterwards, it was – it's safe to say I think the Steelers might have, you know, say you take rid of that, get rid of that first quarter. I think the Steelers had that game. And so, um, but that first quarter is part of the football game, you know, 28, nothing end of the first quarter. And it, right at that first play of the game where it goes right over Ben's head and into the end zone for a touchdown, you knew that it, it, like something was going wrong here. And that kind of sums up the Steelers season. I think, I don't know. It was just a weird season, you know, 12 and 0, probably the weakest 12 and 0 team our team to ever start a season 12 and 0 probably. And it showed their last five games of the year. They weren't, they never played a solid game. They never felt like they were really in a game and that to end the year versus the Colts, you know, maybe they, Oh, I'm rambling here. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, <laughs> probably call you rambling. Rick. That's right. That's right. Um, no good game. I, the thing that frustrated me is how cocky the Steelers wide receivers are. That really frustrates me. Both Claypool and you don't know, like that. They do the TikTok dance. I hate that. I can't stand it. And, and, uh, Juju made a comment. He's like, no, they're just a bunch of you're the same Browns, you know, gray faces. They're not going to be anything. And, and Claypool was like, well, the chiefs are going to kill him next week. So I'm, I'm feeling all right. So it's, it's just the cockiness. And it's just, I, I didn't like that at all, but I like, mm-hmm. I, I like Roethlisberger. I respect him. And I felt bad for him. I'm excited for the Browns. Is, I'm done. Zach is <laughs> also against pimping home runs. Um, <laughs> Rich has a podcast. Um, we are pro pimping home runs. We want bad flips. We want it all. I'm for it sometimes. I'm for it sometimes. <laughs> depends. It always depends. Okay. I um, my take on the game was that um, uh, I, I want to know how many times Big Ben has thrown for 500 yards in a loss um, because I feel like he does it like once a year where he commits a bunch of turnovers early on in the first quarter, like he did. Uh, yesterday, and then ends up throwing the ball 60-plus times for 500 yards uh, and wins the final three quarters, but you know, starts off the game down by 28. So, uh, maybe if it, was, if it is the last game of his career, then 
Um, and, and for Philip Rivers, too, I think if uh, for both those guys, if it's the last game of their careers, then they both went out in the most, uh, most fitting way that, that Philip Rivers and Big Ben can. Yeah, if, if, if you're Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know if you could have gone out um, a better way, um, obviously, without w- with not winning that game. But if, you're, if, you're, if you know you're going to lose in your last game of your career, you should probably throw the ball 68 times. And that's what Roethlisberger did, believe it or not. He threw forty. He threw sixty-eight passes and completed forty-seven. I think both of those are NFL playoff record. Um, I like think it's he's all-time record. Yeah, sixty-eight passes for sure should be four touchdowns and four interceptions. It's just a crazy stat line all around for positive reasons and for negative reasons too. Um, I'm sure everybody who did a prop bet him won, no matter what the prop bet was. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 glad the Browns won. Uh, I think they're a really cool team right now, and I'm I'm glad they've got a playoff run going and just the playoff drought is over for, for those Browns fans. They definitely deserve it uh, more than the Steelers fans do and just how successful that franchise, is be, or that franchise has been. And I, I'm hoping that Baker um, and the rest of the Browns can get past the Chiefs, but that's going to be a very tall task uh, this upcoming weekend. And it sets up the first rematch of those two guys since I think 2016 when they were both in college, I was reading. Uh, Maybe somebody fact-checked me on that. But it was a high-scoring shootout. Both of them threw for a bunch of yards. Uh, Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, a lot to look forward to. Mahomes, Mayfield, let's go. I mean, I I think I know who's going to win that duel, but it will certainly be fun to watch. It was 66-59 Oklahoma in 2016. That's awesome. That's might have some of that on uh, Sunday or Saturday. I'm not sure what they play on, but should be a good one yeah. for sure. Baker Mayfield, 545 yards, seven touchdowns. Mahomes, 734 yards, no. five touchdowns. No, 734 wow. passing and yards. I, no. Yeah, and I remember this game because Joe Mixon went off to 263 mm-hmm. rushing yards and two touchdowns. Did you just well. say Mahomes had 734 yards? Yep. <laughs> and then they lost. <laughs> In a, yeah, that's insane. That's got to be the first time anyone's ever done that, and probably ever will. Dude, Baker only had 27 completions. He threw for 545. Uh, Mahomes threw, threw 88, 88 times. times. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Gunslinging, baby. Here's a Big 12 fun fact. Can Can you guys name um, the, all the Big 12 quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl? Hmm. I feel like this is a trick this is, question. In this is terrible radio, so it, it's Patrick Mahomes is the only one. He's only the fourth Big 12 quarterback to ever start a playoff game in the NFL. Wow. Wow. I guess I, I guess, I guess um, Baker Mayfield is the fifth. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite rare to have, uh, have Big, 12, uh, Big 12 quarterbacks playing in the, uh, in the NFL playoffs and we get a sequel this weekend. Yeah. Especially the success that Oklahoma's had at quarterback, that's really surprising. It's uh, yeah, it's been Vince Young, Chris Sims, and RG three. Mm. Only three wow. uh, great college quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Hurts might be the next one next year, a couple years from now. How about the Mac? How many does the Mac have? How, the what? Or what's the? Uh, yeah, it's the Maction, right? Doesn't doesn't the Mac have like a surprising number of not NFL? Like playoff quarterbacks, which is NFL quarterbacks in general. I feel like the Mac. I think big, you're big right. Ben. Well, that's what I was yep, thinking. Yep, Big Ben, Miami, Ohio, yeah. action. Yeah. Uh, Byron Leftwich. He uh, he played a, in a in a Super Bowl for 
John Gruden, didn't he? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. I, let me see here. Um, Chad Pennington is another one. Yeah, Leftwich. Charlie Botch, Batch. Um, now we're getting pretty old. But. Uh, Jordan Lynch. <laughs> now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, no, I can't believe Mahomes there, but... threw 88 passes. Dude. I can't get over that. I can't get over, can't get over the 734 <laughs> yards. Is 88 any, times. Has anyone done that? 734? In a loss. Yeah, an effort. It's insane. Flawless games Absolutely by both of them. One interception combined from between the two of them. Yeah, I mean that's Big Twelve defense for you right there. Throw the yeah, ball eighty-eight yeah. times. Yeah. Nuts. I can't even believe that. Alrighty, let's move on to the Ravens and the Titans rematch from last year, and this time the Ravens pull out ahead and get their revenge. And maybe this kicks off a, a revenge tour now for the Baltimore Ravens, fellas. I think it does. That was uh, not the game I expected to see. I was really, I was telling you guys, I was really excited for that game. And I was, I'm glad that the Ravens won. And I still think they're one of the best teams still in the playoffs right now. Um, they have a lot to prove. They really do. And, but it wasn't the game I expected. And defenses showed up surprisingly. I thought that game was going to be like 50 to 40. I don't know. I thought it was, I wasn't expecting the, the outcome that it was. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, I'm really, I'm really excited for that Bills Bills Ravens matchup. I don't remember if they played this season. Do you guys know? I don't think they did. Let's see. Um, they played first game of the preseason. It looks like which got canceled, so no, they have not. Okay, yeah, I think that's going to be really really fun. Two young quarterbacks going at it. Um, Bills have a lot to prove, but I think that it's gonna oh, man, that's gonna be tough. I think I, I got to go Ravens on that. I don't know if we're doing picks right now or later or whatnot, but. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be a good game. It'll be a really fun game to watch. Um, I think more will definitely be fun to watch the Ravens because you never really know what you can you're, you're going to get with Lamar Jackson just because he's so exciting to watch and he can pass for 200 yards, he can run for two yards pretty much every single game. And then on the other side of the ball, you have the Bills um, who are new and making the playoffs, and Josh Allen looking like an MVP caliber quarterback uh, with Stephon Diggs and more exciting guys on their offense. It's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be high scoring just because you can't really stop that Bills offense most of the time, and it's going to be close. So I think the Ravens keep fighting and keep scoring with the Bills, and I think the Bills will win that one, but it's going to come obviously down to the two quarterbacks, and it'll be a big step for both of their careers, and I think especially Josh Allen with his first run at the playoffs and uh, a step to get to the AFC championship game with a win. I like it. We'll preview uh, all, all these games coming up on, we'll probably do that on Thursday. So that'll be on Friday's show. Um, but yeah, it, that's going to be a super exciting game as well. Uh, and now let's move on to saints and bears, or do we want to do saints and bears last? <clears throat> Cause I know Zach, uh, you have quite a, quite a long report for us on the Nickelodeon, uh, <laughs> yeah, broadcast up, up to you guys. I could, you guys just probably got to stop me from talking too long on that one. Okay. Well, let, let's let's do that one last. So we'll hang on for Saints and Bears. Let's go to Rams and Seattle. And kind of the biggest surpriser for me, I guess, that the Rams are moving on 30 to 20. They take care of Seattle in Seattle. Uh, and now they got the, uh, the Packers up next, Randy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited as a Packers fan because there was, I was not going to be happy uh, if we were going to, up against uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, and looks like Aaron Donald's going to be fighting an injury and Jared Goff is still going to be fighting an injury. Um, so I think the Packers, 
probably got the best trial that they could have hoped for besides the Washington football team um, in the second round. So um, always also always good to have a, uh, a team from uh, from warm weather coming up to the Green Bay cold. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of an advantage that, that really gives, but um, Packer fans, like, I think it's the greatest that, Yeah, exactly. That's like my grandma. <laughs> I'm living with my grandma right now, and she's like, oh, well, you know, the Rams have to come up to the frozen tundra, which is a big advantage for for us Packer fans. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's going to be the, that's the number one story too in, in the green Bay media this week is Jared Goff and the Rams coming into the frozen tundra. Like I guarantee that's leading the, the lead in the sports section, at least, you know, one or two days this week leading up to this game. Yeah. And it, did, did Jared Goff go to, where did Jared Goff go to school? Is he like a, did he go to Cal? I think yeah, he went to Cal. Yeah. No, he's. I'm thinking of um, uh, Matt Barkley. I who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Matt um, Barkley. But 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 I always love because this happens every year, and and the best is when it's a quarterback from or like it's a team that has like their best players who like played at Wisconsin, and they're playing. And it's like the media acts like they've they've never even seen snow before. <laughs> that it's the it's the biggest adjustment of the world. Uh, and Packer fans just eat it all up. We just, we just absolutely love it. Yeah. Is there going to be any fans? I guess you said there is going to be fans because you're thinking about going, or your dad is at least. Uh, yep. There's going to be six thousand, uh, six thousand fans. So it's going to be a high school football game, nice like atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere. So I um, don't know if it'll, yeah. if, if it'll, um, if you'll notice on the broadcast. I mean. Uh, Anyone who's been to Lambeau Field will notice it. Uh, it's physically a small stadium, uh, even though it, it by capacity is the third largest in the in the league, uh, because it's the only NFL stadium with bleachers, and the entire bowl is bleachers, so you can just pack way more people in. Um, and ever since they've enclosed that end zone, it's uh, it's easy to keep that place pretty loud. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see how loud six thousand fans can be. And, um, what kind of advantage, if any, it can give even even just a little bit of advantage with you know Jared Goff and if, if he ends up playing, um, you know you know that uh that McVeigh is is coaching him through his ear up until that uh that microphone turned off, um so you know even the slightest advantage that, that just some crowd noise when yeah. Packers are playing defense can uh, can give will be a, will be a big help. Yeah, definitely and. Uh, Ian Eagle was saying, uh, CBS broadcaster, that the I think it was 6,700 fans in Buffalo Stadium this last weekend were a huge advantage just for you know the emotion he was saying that the, that the fans bring. That yeah, it doesn't maybe look any different or sound any different on TV, but when you're in the stadium, you can feel the emotion of 6,000 people losing their minds, uh, you know, watching you win a playoff game for the first time in a long time for those fans, and so. Yeah, I, I think the fans in Lambeau this weekend will be a huge advantage. It's always good when you get you know guys in there, and they're going to be definitely some shirtless guys. They're just hammered, screaming at Rogers, <laughs> and that's that's going to help them. I, I feel like it has to. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 I think too, you know, um, you have quarterbacks who this whole season, most of them have been playing in empty stadiums, and um, you know they've kind of gotten used to be able to do certain things in a quiet atmosphere. Um, so just kind of be able to mix it up and, um, and yeah, have a bunch of drunk guys yelling at, a yell at Jared Goff and, 
the Packers aren't uh, uh, aren't allowing season ticket holders to resell their tickets, so it's going to be exclusively Packer fans. Nice, uh, which is just going to be the icing on top of the cake. I don't know how many people from LA would be would be making that flight anyway, uh-huh. uh, but um, it's going to be six thousand Packer fans, and uh, I wish you could be there. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Is your dad going for sure? Nope, they're actually my family's coming down here this weekend, so they're okay. uh, coming down to Florida. I like it. So um, my, uh, I think my mom had to have a conversation that there's no way we're driving in the north in the middle of January, <laughs> and we have tickets to tickets to fly down south. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame her on that one. Um, all right, let's move on. Tampa Bay takes care of the Washington Football Team in a lot closer game than you would expect, 31-24. And fellas, Taylor Heineke. I mean, obviously he didn't get the win, but like incredible performance out of him. Backup, I think maybe he was a third stringer uh, for the Vikings before he like kicked through a window or something and broke his foot. Uh, and, and then we parted ways with him. What is but, that story? Uh, I'll have to look. I should have looked it up before we started. But when he was with the Vikings, he he had some sort of accident where he either like punched, uh, he like punched a window or kicked a window. Um, <laughs> And that's how I think that's how he left the team because I, I think we ended up dropping him after that or cutting him from our practice squad or something. Let's see. Uh, Vikings quarterback, Vikings backup quarterback Taylor Heineke will be sidelined for three months after a oh ad blocker. Damn. <laughs> Hang on, fellas. After an ad blocker. Is, an it, ad. is it a Star Tribune article? Uh, Business Insider. Oh, that's the worst. Business Insider article about sports. Exactly, yeah. Taylor Heineke will be sidelined for three months after a severe tendon in his foot while attempting to kick in a window to get himself and his friend back into his friend's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Just let the friend do that who's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, here's how he explained it. Quote, I was locked out of my house after a late-night movie. Hmm. Uh, Heineke said, I'm sure (laughs) I came back here and there's no one home. I'm trying to make, uh, I'm trying to nudge the door a little. It was one of those double doors. I thought it just needed a little nudge. (laughs) Me and my buddy were getting, getting it going a little, but when I put my foot to the door, my friend kind of slipped and it went through a window or my foot kind of slipped and it went through a window. It, It was kind of a freak accident. I'm very embarrassed. Uh, okay, well, I can tell you two things that he wasn't watching a movie late at night for one, and two, there's no way that your door, your foot trying to go through a door, accidentally goes through a window. <laughs> he was hammered. Sounds yeah. like he got somebody beat the shit out of his leg at a nightclub, <laughs> <laughs> or or it was a lady friend, not a not a buddy of his. Yeah, and he was just he was just really motivated to get inside. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not adding up. My foot kind of slipped and it went through a window. <laughs> what? Don't, don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's, he's probably a decent guy. I mean, maybe we'll get him on the pod someday, explain himself. <laughs> that's insane. The, sor- the same source added to ESPN that there was no foul, foul play or substance abuse involved. Uh, Heineke and his friend, uh, so they, they, never to- they never told him what movie they saw. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, allegedly sober, according to ESPN. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't know how your foot slips from a door and hits a window and breaks your foot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, very impressive performance out of him. Yeah. I remember he was the third string quarterback, whatever he was for the Vikings. And every single preseason that we had him, I think we had him for maybe two years or something like that, he would just play extremely well. And at the time, 
yeah, it was definitely after after Ponder. I think it was Sam Bradford, maybe Case Keenum were our starting quarterbacks. And always the question was popped up, like, should we give this guy, Taylor Heineke, a shot, um, whether it's more pregame reps or just, like, actual, like, playing time competition. Because he balled out in preseason. He gave his heart out, which was clear to see um, this past Sunday, Saturday. this past Saturday against Washington where he's just running all over the place, diving for the pile on, giving up his body, like a backup quarterback in this case absolutely should be. But it, it was just fun to watch. And um, I'm glad the Buccaneers won at the end of the day because uh, they're going to have to go beat the Saints. And I really want the Bucks to beat the Saints and Washington just to not have a chance in my opinion. But it was good showing for him and hopefully that does well for his career. We'll see what happens. I you certainly put a game out like out there like that in the playoffs, and you got to imagine he's gonna get another chance if not with the Washington football team somewhere else. Um, at least we'll see. Uh, let's see. Bills beat the Colts, and Andy, you called it. You were exactly right. You had the points wrong, but you know, down what was it? Down four, down three, driving instead of down five, like you said. Yeah, I think they're down three or four. Um, but I think they started the drive with, um, I think they, and I think they might've started the drive with one timeout too, that they had to use immediately because of a, a Philip Rivers sack. But, yeah. Um, but I was down dead three, on the button on a, on a, on a, on a Hail Mary from about the 50 yard line. Yeah. Um, and just didn't have enough arm <laughs> strength to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was it's for the people who have no idea what we're talking about. Andy predicted that exactly that scenario would happen. Uh, on our Friday morning episode. And he, the only difference was he said they'd be down five. They were down three and everything else spot on. So well done, sir. It's uh, it's, it's the, it's the easiest bet to make in a Philip Rivers game. It's, uh, I think, um, I think big cat might have a tweet that he retweets every time that, that, that Philip Rivers gets in that situation where it, it, the tweet, something like Philip Rivers down, um, down one score, no timeouts, minute to go down the field and the, the original tweet is from like 2014 and he, and he retweets it every time <laughs> Philip is in that situation. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's that been is going, awesome. On for, going on for seven years now. I, yeah. Um, that's great. I haven't seen it. I haven't actually seen big guy follow him, but I just haven't I, seen him retweet it. That's a, it, that's a beauty. It's, it's one of the, it's one of those Barstool guys, but uh, I, I, I always joke. I think I've retweeted a couple of times too, because Love it's it. uh, um and and I think you were right. Um, uh, I think Beal, it was your prediction that he'd be uh, he'd be uh, letting out a couple fricks uh, oh, yeah. after that Hail Mary falls short, yeah. um, which is exactly what he was doing. Yeah, freaking freaking gold, darn it! You'd, you'd, <laughs> I don't even know what else he says, but yeah, <laughs> he's got a great vocabulary. Absolutely, he's just like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wonderful to listen to. He should be mic'd up every game because he, <sighs> he's just electric. Um. All right. Zachary, you ready to go? Nickelodeon report. We're going to Bears and Saints. Saints take care of the Bears, obviously, uh, twenty-one to nine. Zach, how how was that Nickelodeon broadcast? Dude, it was it was everything and everything I expected it to be and more, dude. It, the only thing that happened is that they chose the worst game in history to put that as the Nickelodeon game. Like, I know we didn't think it was going to be a great showing, but I, I don't know. That was a horrible game by both teams. I wouldn't be happy as a Saints fan right now. That was a disgusting win. Um, but I'm here to talk about Nickelodeon. So yeah. let's, let, let me talk about Nickelodeon. You Thank guys you. can Thank focus you. on the game. Uh, <laughs> to start it out, and I missed it, 
I missed it, and I'm so bummed, but I got a full recap from my brother, who right before the game, they started out with the top 10 SpongeBob sports moments of all time, and I'm oh. bummed. But that was just, he said it was awesome. Uh, the Bubble Bowl won the number one, one at, you know, as we all expected it to be. But it was uh, a blast in the past, he was telling me, and I'm going to try to find a video of that. But he said it started out with a bang, and so I got down there, and I was watching it, and it was so cool. They had so many things going on the screen. Like it was a little much, a lot of guys in the room were hung over and they, they were, it was kind of dark room in there and it shine like lights were flashing everywhere on the screen. The, the, the first down marker and the uh, line of scrimmage, they moved, they were different colors and they moved and they were, so that was getting us to a little bit, but it was really cool. Like, like almost when they got to commercial breaks, they'd have little Nickelodeon characters run across the screen, the screen, uh, <laughs> the screen and stuff. And it was just, it was really well done dude. Nate Burleson and I can't remember who else was the announcer. They did awesome. They did a really good job. It was super exciting. I can imagine myself as a kid watching that and just super excited. But, um, with that said too, there were some funny, funny responses on social media. Um, I had saw, uh, seen like this one tweet was like, he was, this guy was sweating out his bets and they had, he's like, I'm sweating out a bet. And, you know, they have young Sheldon come explain what a penalty flag is or something like that. <laughs> some really funny things happened. Um, but this guy named Lex Lumpkin was their sideline reporter and he was awesome. And he was just so cool, full of energy, super smooth. Like Lex, it felt like they wow. had done an NFL game before. And I know Burleson has experience obviously with that. He's part of the CBS crew, I think. Yep. But he did, they did a great, great job. They had a, they had a, uh, a lady with them that didn't know what football really was. And that was her. Like that was her thing for the game. Like she's part of I think Nickelodeon. She didn't know what was going on, but like she, it was a punt went up. Like oh, and the ball goes up in the air. Like, like what do you think else is gonna happen? You kick the ball. So I don't know there were some there were some things that were like okay, like this is so one of the announcers little... just had no idea about football. Had no idea. Yeah, had no on. clue. Had huh. no clue. She didn't talk too much, and it was for the better for sure. Like I think she was just there, part of Nickelodeon, while the other two guys actually had it. It literally sounded like a real NFL game. Um, but yeah, my only, my, the only setbacks were a, the game was horrible. B <laughs> the little too much color on the screen bouncing away, but it was really cool when they slimed the slime, the end zone during a touchdown and stuff. Um, mm. But also with that said too, there was, it was a lot of stuff that was just like, like when I said, young Sheldon popped up and described a flag and stuff like it definitely catered. Obviously this is obvious, but it catered towards the younger crowd. Um, with that said, if they Brady was asking me if the Vikings came on this weekend and they had a Nickelodeon, version i would absolutely watch it again for sure um <laughs> i like but it i thought the coolest thing at the very end of the game um and i'd i'd turn that one off we had not that this matters i want to get food and came back and they turned on the romo version so like, okay right at the very end dude did you guys see that touchdown catch at the very end of the game by graham and then he walks right into the tunnel that might have been the coolest football play i've ever seen i did not did anyone's yeah, that was uh, and, and that, that that was great because I think Romo pointed out right away that you know that could be Jimmy Graham's last play in the NFL, and he literally just walked off. <laughs> I didn't hear that. One handed touchdown catch versus the whole team. Yeah, one handed touchdown catch falls down, gets up, runs straight to the locker room. <laughs> you guys got to see that. You looked that up right now. If you guys haven't seen that, it was a remarkable catch, and you'd think he'd stay on the team as old. I don't know how many guys are on the team when he was on. He's he's been in the league a while, but just gets right up. Locker room is surprisingly right there. I don't know. I didn't know that was what happened, but right there, he just walks right in the locker room, doesn't say another word, and that was all he heard from him. And I thought that was the coolest play I'd ever seen. 
Um, so Dang, that's, that's a good game. catch. I'm just Success. watching it right now. Sorry. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. That was sick. Yeah, this jogs right off the field. Huh. What a way Wait, to what go. Did, what did you think of the uh what did you think of the F bomb uh that was caught on a oh, on a referee's yeah. hot mic? <laughs> I, I didn't see it. I had to watch a replay of it. I didn't see it live, but I thought it was hilarious. I think that that was expected though. It had to have been expected. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that the um uh I think it was on Saturday, one of the games was on ABC is at the same time as ESPN. And they had the um they had someone on the kill button because someone scored a touchdown and like all the audio just went off. And then I, I, I think I, 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 I switched the other, I saw the, the replay on Twitter and it was from the ESPN version. And it was, I think it might've been Lamar Jackson, just like cussing up a storm, like just talking, <laughs> talking crap. And, uh, awesome. and then, and then I heard the F bomb on, I heard the F bomb on Nickelodeon. I'm like, wait a minute. It's one ABC. They leave things out, but, yeah. <laughs> but on the kids network, they just like, ah, it's all good. Let it ride. Yeah. I, they have like a 10 second delay on there. So I think it's just up to whether the, whoever's in the production booth, if they catch it, you know, if they don't catch it, then they don't get it. I think, I, I think it's, I think more so though, it's, it's, it's technically ABC's not allowed to air foul language. And yeah. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that. They, they, they won't get fined. They, they won't get fined. I don't think by the FCC if yeah, they if they air probably not. language like that. But even like a hot mic, because I mean that happens all the time. Like especially in golf, I feel mm-hmm. like it happens. I don't know, maybe just because I watch more golf, but uh, I feel like it happens in golf because they have mics on every tee box now, and uh-huh. like you'll hear you'll hear it quite a bit. Like on CBS, somebody will drop a you know whatever bomb you want and. They don't, I don't think they get fined for that, but maybe they do. I don't know. Dude, it was really funny. My buddy was saying that it was the perfect game. It would be the perfect game to watch with your girlfriend who doesn't know much about football because <laughs> they explained every little thing, every little detail of the game. And he said, instead of having to sit there and explain to her everything going on, just watch the replay of the yeah. Bears. <laughs> They've uh, got young Sheldon young, doing that. Yeah, for... <laughs> exactly. You just sit back and let, let the guys do it because they did it. They really did a great job. They really did. But they explained. I, and, you know, that's that was the point. They're getting young fans introduced to it. But they yeah. explained everything, like what a catch was, what a – first down meant what the lines of the field meant all everything Hmm. everything they explained so that's good i mean it's introducing a a younger generation to football and and i saw one thing on twitter from like a player safety advocate or he might have been doing concussion research or something but he was like distraught at nate burleson he was like calling out the whole nickelodeon broadcast as being like what did he say it's the Joe camel uh nickel or football is like putting these like all this money into he, he was calling nfl the, the, the Joel Camel of the days, like promoting cigarettes to kids, basically. Uh, and he was super upset about Nate Burleson when, uh, I think it was Jimmy Graham, took a huge hit, uh, hit the ground hard, and Nate Burleson said something like, oh, you know, kids, that's like when you fall down and you scrape your knees up a little bit, and then you just get it off, and you, you get up and you dust it off, and you keep playing. And the dude was like, I can't believe, I can't believe, yeah, he's like, I can't believe they're teaching this to kids. Like the dude was like losing his mind. And yeah, I guess there's, there's something to be said about that for sure. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else, uh, NFL wildcard related fellas, uh, we'll preview all the games coming up on a Friday morning's episode, but, uh, anything from this past weekend? Nope. Going to try to watch some more or try to watch more of it next weekend. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's keep rolling on here. Cause we're recording this right during halftime uh, of the uh, college football national championship. I think halftime's over now. So let's try to get through this fellas and see if uh, Ohio state can come back. Um, you want to talk a little gopher basketball, a little Iowa basketball, Randy? 
Oh, I, I'd love to. I don't know if you guys would like to. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, I, I'd like to talk about it really quickly. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of fly through this here. Uh, I didn't see the game. I was out on the golf course working. Um, the Gophers lost. That's all I know. Andy? Yep, you had, uh, I forget how many points Minnesota scored, but uh, 75 of Iowa's 88 points were scored by uh, Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, or Jordan Bohannon. Um, and those guys were just on fire, moving the ball around. Um, Bohannon had 14 assists and no turnovers. Um, Garza was Garza. Iowa went on a big, like, I think 22 to 4 run uh, midway through the first half. Um, and it was just no looking back after that. Um, and I think with, you know, with, with Minnesota, they were pointing out during the broadcast that um, all of Minnesota's great wins this year have been, been at home and all their away games, uh, they've gotten, they've gotten smoked, um, which is weird in a year where there's no fans and it's not like um, there's a, <laughs> there's a big, um, that sort of home field advantage, but I thought it was interesting to point out on the broadcast that um, home team home teams in uh, in the Big Ten have uh, they get to choose between uh, five basketballs to use, five different brands, um, and Minnesota uses a brand um, that no other team uses. Oh, um, so I thought that was uh, I thought that was that was a little fascinating nugget. Yeah, I think you just cracked the, uh, the code of go for basketball. Yeah, <laughs> this is like this is I, I was, insane. I, I was always a Wilson Evolution guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what, what Minnesota is. Um, I have no idea what uh, what Patino has in playing. Yeah, um, but I think that'd be a that'd be a good thing to find out. And I think um, we need to do like I, an investigative report into <laughs> what is going on with the basketballs on on the road. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they thought that was going to be an advantage for them when people come into the barn and they have to use our balls, but they didn't think about half the games when we're away from our home court using (laughs) the ball that literally every other team in the Big Ten League is using. That sounds about right. Well, and 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 I think um, uh, I think there's they're they're talking about a little bit like towards the end of the game when when the announcers kind of just talk about random stuff. But there's, um, I forget which brands too, but there's two main brands that um, most teams use. And then the Gophers, I think, are the only team to use whatever they use. And then maybe like Northwestern is also alone with the ball they use. Um, and, and look how and they've then, been doing. <laughs> Except this they, year, they're then, a lot better. But And I think they made some jokes too about Minnesota having the, um, uh, the, the raised court at the barn and that... Uh, that extra couple feet above sea level um, allows the Gophers to hit more threes because the ball travels <laughs> a lot farther. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that. <laughs> uh, Doesn't sound <laughs> like it. Maybe we can get a science major or something to look into that. Yeah, I uh, but I, I think that's definitely worth looking into as well. Certainly, yeah. The ball thing is very interesting. Um, I mean, it makes a difference. It makes a little bit of a difference for sure, but. Yeah, we're gonna have to do an investigative report and you know share our findings with the listeners. We'll get a we'll get Bill Belichick on it uh, right yeah. away. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, you got you got all your Iowa stuff out of the way, Andy. Yep, Iowa's better than Minnesota. There next, we go. Next topic. All right, let's move on. Go for football. Uh, BG, we've got some big news today. Some big breaking news potentially. 
Yeah, breaking news. It's actually only been reported to me. Oh, okay. So Let's if go. you're hearing it, you're not going to hear it from any place else like Twitter, ESPN, or Sports Illustrated, or Bleacher Report. It's only going to be here. <laughs> uh, so don't go on Twitter. Um, but the Gophers football picked up a really good uh, recruit today, a transfer, actually a graduate transfer from Clemson University. Mm. Um, Never heard he's of the, He was a senior there, obviously, and he started for them. He's a defensive tackle. Mm. His name is Niles Pinckney. Um, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school and has been on that Clemson uh, – played on that Clemson defense for multiple years and getting some uh, time in the game, obviously, for one of the best teams in the country. And he decided to transfer to the U today. For Let's what go. reason, I'm not really sure. but He wants um, to row the boat. Yeah, row the boat. Sky, you might go Gophers. Yeah. But he's a, huge, he's a huge grab for the Gophers and a potential NFL draft pick too. So that's huge, and I – was just looking up his name on Twitter because I forgot it. And I also saw that 11 hours ago, this is also breaking, Yep. 11 hours ago, uh, <laughs> Chad Ochocinco tweeted a picture of himself in a Minnesota Gophers uh, athletic sweatshirt mm. and had nothing to say, but wow. uh, Minnesota football quote is tweeted that, it. So is that a commitment? I don't know if he, he had any connection to Niles Pink- Pinkney or yeah. if he's just a Gophers fan, but. I don't blame him. Who wouldn't be a Gophers fan? Yeah. After the season we had, hell yeah, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the news hey. for the Gophers football. It's a, it's a really big get for us. And uh, we've talked about Fleck getting some of the out-of-the-state guys, but especially, like, out-of-the-region guys in the south with Rashad Bateman coming from Georgia um, after he was offered from Georgia and just typically not one of the guys that we would get. And now um, getting a Clemson – transfer a guy who's from the south too it's hopefully uh the tide is turning for the gophers and we see more of this and he can do what richard patino can't oh there we go um i like it though ending ending the pot on some positivity i mean we need a little bit of positivity right now uh yeah fellas anything else to wrap up uh the episode no that's all i got all righty go buckeyes taking a week off from rambling rick but uh Rambling Rick will be back next week, right? That is correct, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt I was rambling a little too much tonight. Well, we already to, gave, we gave you a big assignment with that Nickelodeon, you know. That, well, that's true. That's yeah. So you had your you had your hands full this week, uh, but we'll be back on Friday morning, uh, previewing all of this weekend's this upcoming weekend's uh, playoff games. So you guys, all day that. after day, I'm more confused. And I look for the light in the pouring rain You know it's a game I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Oh, ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? Yeah. I'm beginning to think that I'm wasting time. I don't understand the things I do. The world outside looks so unkind 
counting on you to carry me through. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? Yeah. And when my mind is free, you know, melody can move me. And when I'm feeling blue, the guitar's coming through to soothe me. Thanks for the joy that you've given me I want you to know that I believe in your soul oh, yeah. Rhythm and rhyme harmony You help me along Oh, making me strong Boys, I free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away, drift away. Don't, don't, don't. Give me the beat, boys. Free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Don't you take me away?